Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Praise God, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Listen, it's a missionary for Christ's Word of Faith Church. So, man, this is Bible class night. Good evening to everybody. Good evening. Amen. Can it look like everybody's muted? Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Amen. Amen. We're going to open with a word of prayer, and then Pastor Lena is going to um, come in off of injured reserve and teach the lesson on tonight. We thank God for her standing in the gap. Amen. Amen. God, Father, we come, God, to tell you thank you. Thank you, God, for all that you have done. Thank you for the things that you're doing. God, we thank you, Father God, in advance for the things that you're going to do. Pray now, God, that you're blessed, Father God, this lesson. Bless everybody that hears this lesson, Father God. Bless, Father God, that we might, Father God, become, Father God, a part of the kingdom, Father God, that actually, Father God, move and operate in healing, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Amen. We give thanks and praise to God on tonight for our lesson. Um, just want to make sure I'm in the right place. Are we on distinguishing spirit? Is that our starting point? What? Okay. Just want to make sure, all right, that I'm in the right place. So um, as I was studying and preparing um, to to look at this lesson on tonight. Um, in one of my devotionals, I ran across this little saying that I would like to share with you. And it simply says, I learn, I live, and I loan. And so as we look at um, God's provision for healing, 
receiving and ministering God's healing power, we understand that we learn God's word and what it says as it pertains to healing, then we live it. That means we walk in it uh, for our own lives, for our own selves, uh, for our own families, and then we take it and we loan it out. That means we give it to other people. That means we're in a place now that we're going to begin to minister that which God has given us, what he has taught us. We understand that as we're looking at this lesson, um, this part of the lesson, we're dealing with the spiritual gift. Um, and Pastor, um, a little while back, had um, taught us about the spiritual gift and the Holy Spirit and his gift. And, and as he um, taught it, oh, go back and just kind of reflect on things that were pertaining to the spiritual gift. We learn to understand that um, in order to operate in healing, the spiritual gifts are what we use in order for it to happen. We understand that our spirit, the spiritual gifting that God gives us, He gives us gives those to us at His freedom, at His will. It is not something that we earn. It is not something that we just automatically have. It's something that God gives us. So when I looked at um, the spiritual gifts, I saw that I saw how they work together um, in order to accomplish the goal that God has for healing. Um, when we look at, we're going to talk about the gift of wisdom, the gift of knowledge, and the gift, gift of discerning spirit, and we call those three gifts the revelatory gifts, which means that they reveal something. And then we're going to deal with the gift of healing, the gift of faith, and the gift of oh, what was the other one? The gift of wisdom, the gift of faith, and the gift of working miracles. And these are all um, power gifts. They're actions. Something is happening. Something in the supernatural realm is happening when you look at these um, three gifts. So if someone could begin reading. We want to start at the definition for distinguishing between spiritual gifts. The word of wisdom. Right there. On page, page 90, the definition. Okay. The word of knowledge. Definition. The word of knowledge is a supernatural revelation by the Holy Spirit of certain facts, present, or past about a person or a situation which was not learned through the natural mind. This gift gives information from God which is not known naturally. Okay, I want to go back a little bit further, Sister Ann. I want to go back to the distinguishing between the gifts. When it, the definition it says the distinguishing between spiritual gifts is a supernatural. Oh, okay, all right. You want to? Oh, you want to go back to page ninety? Yeah. Okay. Just that's okay. Just hold on right there. Um, insight into the realm of the spirit world, and then it makes this one little statement that I really um, was pretty interested in. It reveals the type of spirit or spirits behind a person, a situation, an action, or a message. Um, it's knowing in our spirit that comes by supernatural revelation concerning the source, the nature, and the activity of the spirit. So with this particular spirit, we, what here we're talking about, um, a lot of times we know things, the Holy Spirit would allow us to know things, and uh, someone comes in and their behavior is a certain way. Holy Spirit will sometimes allow you to see it before you see it. So he'll 
inform you of the spirit or the motive behind what someone else is doing. Um, we often operate in this um, area a lot of times in our lives when, and, and if you just can recall, just over some different periods in your life, you'd be like, I knew it was something about that person wasn't right. Knew something about this wasn't going together. And this, not, you know, this is this, this the role together. Sometimes we're operating in that vein from our human nature, and then there are times that we're operating in that vein from a spiritual nature where God is informing us. He's allowing us to see it before we actually see it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, it goes on down to Luke 11 and 20 when it talks about, but if I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. And it's talking about here um, the spirit of infirmity. Often demon spirits of infirmity are responsible for a person's sickness or disease. Okay? For example, there are spirits of cancer, arthritis, resentment, and bitterness. As I was studying this, I thought about another thing is that um, as believers, as servants of, as servants of God, it is important for us to um, know that um, whatever we want to walk in or whatever we believe, whatever we are, uh, whatever situation we may be facing, we have to believe God's word. If we don't believe it, we, there's no manifestation. Um, if you don't believe that God can heal, I remember back in the 70s, 80s, 80s, um, there was a thing when people had found out somebody had cancer, it was automatic death sentence. Oh, they got the big C. Oh, that's it. That's, it's over. Just like when the AIDS epidemic came about, oh, that's it. It's over. Life is over. But we see that people are living past um, what man says happened or can happen, or will happen, or shall happen. People are living past. Some of them are living past because they have the, the proper medication, but some of them are able to live past because they have the faith in God for healing. They believe that God can dry up cancer. They believe that God can dry up the AIDS virus. They believe that God can do this for them. And as they believe it, as you believe it, you think it, it will manifest in the, the natural being. It manifests in the body of the individual. And so it's important for us to not just um, talk about these things. It's important for us to believe these things. I, I was thinking about how pastor teaches about spiritual gifts. He's teaching us about walking in the Holy Ghost. He teaches us about walking in faith. All these things have a very specific purpose in our lives. It is important for us to not just hear this information, not just allow it to just go in our ear on Sunday morning, praise the Lord, thank you for teaching us on prosperity. Oh, praise the Lord, thank you for talking about walking in faith. But it's time for us to do it, okay? We've spent a lot of years learning about it, and now it's time for us. We've learned it. Now it's time for us to live it, walk in it, walk in prosperity, walk in good health, walk in healing. Uh, Pastor often talks about how, the doctor says he has one thing, but he believes God because no matter what the doctor says, it doesn't change God's word that by his stripes he's already healed. So if he continues to believe it, eventually it's going to manifest in his body. But even if he have a setback in his health, he can't stop believing God's word. He can't let his what he believes and what he holds on to as his foundation change because of 
circumstances or situations may have changed. Amen. That's not to say that God did not create doctors. He did not give doctors wisdom. That's not to say that. That's not to take anything away because everything that God um, allowed us to come to know, he allowed us to come to know it for a purpose, for a reason, and it has a good uh, 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 purpose in the earth. However, as believers, we can believe beyond that, even if his healing does come through medication. Okay, maybe that's the route that God has for him. He may not have a supernatural healing. He may have a healing that comes through medication. However the case may be, it still stands the fact that the word of God says, by his stripes I am healed. Amen? So we have to understand that we don't just keep learning this stuff and keep learning and keep learning. Now it's time for us as believers, and especially missionaries for Christ, for us to live it, for us to walk in it. All of us have have, have some type of something in our bodies, it, it, it may be physical, it may be spiritual, uh, that we're dealing with, that we need to stand on God's word for healing and deliverance from that thing. Amen? Amen. When a person is led by the spirit of God, the manifestation of the gift of discerning spirits will come by an impression or a thought which reveals the identity or the name of that spirit, that source of the problem. Um, when I read that, I thought about how, um, again, how people can enter into a room. I remember when we were at the old church, and um, there was a lady. There was a lady that um, came into the church, and pastor was up, and she came in, and she um, was like. Floating on air, she came in, and I think you guys have heard this story before. She came in. She was just kind of just moving on air, and she moved to the front of the, the sanctuary, and she gave Pastor a flower, didn't she? She gave Pastor a flower, and then she just kind of uh, like almost like a ballerina, just like sailed out of the door. And when somebody went outside the door to look for her, she was gone. She was nowhere to be seen. Okay. Um, some who were um, not very spiritual had a different thought about the individual. Oh, what is she? What is she doing? What's going on? Something is, is not right. But those of us that are spiritual understood that something was happening in the spirit realm. We were able to discern that um, at the place where Pastor was in, at the things that he was facing in that particular ministry, God was giving him a message. So there was no need for us to to pull out the bats and stuff and, and be ready armed uh, to take this woman down because she didn't came in the church. And, I mean, she literally, in the middle of the church, just came in and did her thing and went on out the door. Um, but if you're not um, at a, a certain level of spirituality, you will be um, confused by what you're seeing. Your discernment of what's happening will not be spiritual, and then it will be natural, and then you'll be um, – off track. Amen? Amen. Are there any questions or thoughts before we move on? I remember um, that particular moment that Sunday. Um, we were we were in the process of singing, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. And the, the woman um, who we identify as an angel, came into the service. Amen. Amen. Just 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 simply let us know that God 
is with us. Amen. 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 Um, in order to operate as believers in um, the spirit realm and fight the spiritual warfare um, that we face most effectively, we need to understand that we have to yield ourselves to the operation of the gifts of discerning the spirit. Through this gift, the Holy Spirit will direct us and empower us. It is important for us to understand that we have to yield ourselves. This is not something that you just wake up in the morning and say, oh, you know what, I'm going to go lay hands on the sick and they're going to be, they're going to recover. You know, it's not, it doesn't work like that. This is a, a process. And as you grow in Christ, as you grow in his word, um, as we're studying his word, as we're learning his word, and as we are living his word, it will come to a place or to a point where we're now able to loan it out. We're now able to give it to somebody else. Um, understand that we're in a warfare, okay? And a warfare is simply just what it says. We're at war. And the war is not necessarily us, but it's the war between God and faith. And so hence the battle, we're the pawns that's in the middle. We're the people that are on the battlefield. And it's up to us to uh, be armed and ready for the battle that's ahead of us. But if we're not uh, learning the word and living the word, we're not going to be ready for that battle. When the battle comes upon us, It'll overshadow us. It'll take us down. It'll take us out. It'll get us off our game. You'll find, you find yourself cussing and fighting and, and all kinds of things that are against the will of God that, that says that uh, the Bible tells us that the, the battle that we fight is not carnal. So all those things, we can't even fight this battle with those things. This is a spiritual warfare. So in order to win this battle and in order to be successful at the battle, we have got to fight it spiritually. Amen. So how do you fight spiritually? You fight spiritually with the word of God, which means that you may have to uh, write scriptures somewhere so that you can be reminded to say those scriptures on a regular basis. You may have to uh, put some scriptures in your memory bank, you know what I'm saying, so that you will have something to stand on. We put a lot of other things in our memory bank. I bet we could use some, some foul languages that we need to because we have it stored up in our memory bank. Let's erase those. Let's pull those things out and put the word of God in our memory bank. So that when the enemy comes, we don't get off we don't get knocked off our square. We may get pushed down, but even while we're down, we can still speak the word of God over the situation and cause ourselves to triumph. Because the Bible tells us that we win. Amen. As believers, we win. So in order for us to really win and, and walk around like Muhammad Ali with our fists in the air, float like a butterfly and sing like a bee, we gotta have the word of God as our arsenal. Amen. Amen. We got to have the Amen. word of God as our tools for fighting. Amen. Amen. Are there Amen. any questions before we move on? Any questions? Anybody have anything they would like to share? Amen. Yeah. Amen. Now, today we're going to move on to the word of knowledge. Could someone read Jesus and the Samaritan woman, please? In the story of the Samaritan woman, Jesus knew by the word of knowledge that he had five that she had five husbands, and that her present husband wasn't hers by marriage. John four eighteen. For you have had five husbands, and one whom you now have is not your husband. In that you spoke to me. The knowledge about this woman came to Jesus not because he was the son of God, 
but rather because he was operating as the son of man through the gifts of the spirit. Okay. So um, I told you that the word of knowledge is a revelatory knowledge. That means it reveals something. So um, when Jesus met this woman, um, it was already revealed to him her life. That's why he was able to tell her how many husbands she had and the one that she had currently was not her husband. Sometimes God will allow things to be revealed to us that when we meet people, when we encounter certain situations, he'll let us know about the situation before um, anyone actually informs us of the situation. Now, what do we do with that information when God gives it to us? That's important. Do we take that information and we begin to just blab and talk and same thing. No, we have to seek God's wisdom on how we are to use that information. Just because you know um, the Lord reveals to you that uh, the woman came into church and she was a harlot, you know, and she was on drugs and all this kind of stuff. Is it for? Is that what God wants you to say to this individual? Is that how God wants you to respond to her? You know, He brings her. He sends her to the church, or He sends that individual into your presence. For a reason, because there's something that you have to share with that individual. But it's how you share and what you share is important because God is dependent on us to be his uh, love magnet in the earth. So in order for you to be able to share with this individual, sometimes now, and we get in ourselves, we have to be careful because sometimes we get in our human and we see it and we want to just deal with it in our own manner. But what I like to do, I like to step back and say, okay, God, what do you want me to do with this? How do you want me to respond? Because I want to respond the way you want me to respond because if I do, everything is going to be well. If I respond sometimes in my own manner, it's going to, it's going to turn out ugly. Because when I go to telling her, you know, you, you got to stop using drugs and you got to stop sleeping around, you know, she's probably going to get offended and now we're going to be into it. Our human side are going to be going back and forth when God may have sent her in just to get a hug, just for a source of encouragement, just where somebody can tell her that God loves you. You know what I'm saying? And so we have to be careful that we seek God for direction so that we don't get out of his will, so that we, again, be the love magnet in the earth to help draw others into the kingdom. There are people out there that are waiting for us. And they're waiting for us. And when we talk about healing, it's not just uh, physical healing. There's a lot of spiritual healing that needs to take place. But they're waiting for us. We are the spiritual doctors. We're God's spiritual doctors in the earth, and it's important for us to minister the proper medication. It would be a shame for you to go to the doctor for diabetes and they give you high blood pressure medicine. Or it would be a shame if you go. I remember Pastor had an incident when he was a kid. He uh playing street ball, I think he was playing football street in the street, and he hurt his shoulder, and he went to the ER, and they gave him a head, a, a head uh, x-ray. So he didn't go, you know, like he didn't go in and tell him, oh, um, yeah, my uh, head is hurt. He went and said he hurt his shoulder, and they, they examined his head. That was poor medical practice. Because of my shoulder, I don't need you to look at my head. I need you to look at my shoulder. And that's what a lot yeah. of us are doing. And not just uh, um, not a lot of believers. I want to say this. This is what we're doing. We're actually malpracticing. People are coming to us, and their their need is one thing, 
And instead of us seeking God on how to fulfill that need, we're operating out of our own being, and we're not being good spiritual doctors. So they're coming to us for a total ache, and we're taking care of blood pressure. Amen? We have to learn Amen. how to seek them for direction. The book says that we are receiving healing and we are ministering healing. That means you're giving it out. Okay? And I don't know about you. I don't want to go to no doctor. There's a commercial on TV right now uh, where they talk yep. about the ladies and the husband in the hospital, and they ask about the doctor, and the lady said, oh, he's so-so. And then the doctor come in and say, I'm off probation. <laughs> And the man there in his chair like, I don't want you for my doctor. You just got off probation. And here it is, Thursday, you so Everybody wants the best doctor. <laughs> and so as servants and ministers of Christ, we have to be the best doctors that we can be. And how do we become best, better doctors? We learn the word, we live the word, and then we can learn the word. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, again, the word of knowledge is um, giving us revelation about uh, or insight on something. And it's not something that um, you would just naturally know. It's something that the Lord um, gives to us. Often in ministering healing, God will leave, will reveal a word of knowledge about a specific sickness, okay? So sometimes people don't tell you exactly what's wrong with them, which is good, you know, but God will let you know, you know. Um, they come in and they look like their leg is broken, but they really have a broken heart. And God will reveal that to you, that this person has a broken heart, you know, or that this person is has some type of disease or something, um, or some part of the body is, is messed up or, or a limb is, is missing or whatever. God will reveal it. I can remember when I was um, um, studying with Prophet Ward, um, there were times that Prophet Ward laid hands on people and um, limbs have grown out, you know. The Lord revealed to him what the need was, and he was able to be used as the minister or the doctor at that particular time to facilitate that need. Um, one night um, we, were, we were having service with him down on, um, on Halston in, in um, Riverdale area, and uh, we got, when we got to the church, he was there, and I had a toothache. And he immediately laid hands on me and was able to uh, minister healing in that particular tooth. You know, so God will give us the power. He will reveal to us uh, what it is we are to do, but we have to be willing vessels. We have to yield ourselves and be willing to follow what it is God has given us. Amen? Amen. The word of knowledge comes in different ways while ministering healing. It may come by a feeling of discomfort, often described, described as pressure, a tingling, or a sensation. Sometimes it will be felt as a slight pain. The word of knowledge can be uh, by a word of thought, which describes the sickness, the disease, or the pain. The name of the disease, the name of the part that, of the body that is afflicted. The word of knowledge can also come by the vision of the part of the body that needs healing. Um, it continues on to talk about six, six people being six persons revealed. If someone could read there. Sometimes God will reveal the general location of the person or even the exact person who is healing will be manifest. This is sometimes described as a pull as if by a magnet. Towards that section of the room to a particular owl, 
or to the exact location of the person. Other times, this can come as a light or glow or other feelings that draw your attention to a particular person. Sometimes the Lord will reveal the name of the per- of the people or give others identification that will assure them that the Holy Spirit is pointing them out for a particular healing. Okay. Um, we've had an opportunity um, sometime back to, to go to a service that was held by Benny Hinn, and um, it was in a very large arena. There were a lot of people there. And uh, the Holy Spirit led Benny Hinn to pray for a particular section of that arena. And it was amazing because he turned, and when he turned to that section and prayed, there were people in that section that, like, literally fell out, you know, they received the power of the Holy Ghost through his prayer. Now, he was down on the stage, and we were in, like, um, the United Center, as a matter of fact. We were at the United Center. He was, on, he was on the stage at the United Center, and when he prayed, that entire section uh, was out by the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, when you in services like that, and people, people have said different things, and, they, you know, we have all types of ideology and judgment that we have on these different types of services. However, this is what the, the book is telling us right here. This is how it happens. Um, it may not be in a big arena. It may be in a small church. It may be a missionary for Christ. The Holy Spirit will lead whomever he is using at that particular time. It's not always the pastor. It's not always the prophet. Sometimes it's the lay members that he will lead uh, you to a particular person. He'll lead you to a particular section for you to pray or, you know, or intercede concerning a, a particular illness, concerning a particular situation so that healing can take place in that area, okay? He may, again, he may reveal the individual's name. He may describe it. He may describe the sickness. But, again, it's at the will of the Holy Spirit. However, he, he chooses to operate and to um, cause this healing to occur. When the Holy Spirit reveals a particular healing by the word of knowledge and that person immediately acknowledges that he or she is the one that is being described, faith will be released and healing will be manifested. Um, when we were at the Benny Hill's, Benny Hill's, Benny, <laughs> Benny Hill's service, um, I believe that one of the things, one of the, uh, one of the important factors of that particular service was uh, probably a majority of the people there were people that believed in or had faith in um, the leader of the service and what was happening in the service. So, therefore, there was healing that took place and there was deliverance that took place. Um, it's important that um, sometimes... Holy Spirit will lead us and will give us directions about a particular thing, and He may not. He may tell you to not even tell you to go and touch that person or get near the person. He may have you to just pray for that individual from a distance, because that individual may not be at a place to receive that which the Holy Spirit has for them yet. You know, so it may take some time for some more of the Word of God to go forth in order for the manifestation to come to pass. But as servants of God, it is our responsibility to just be obedient to what the Spirit of the Lord is leading us or encouraging us to do. The person, the person operating in this gift must be careful that he or she is actually receiving a word of knowledge and not listening to familiar spirits. One simple way to discern the presence of a familiar spirit is to watch who is being glorified. Um, when, you, when it deals with familiar spirits, 
Um, there are some, uh, some people who do operate in familiar spirits, which means that they can identify a particular spirit by, uh, by the individual, by the way they're behaving. And a lot of times when they're operating in a uh, familiar spirit, God is not being glorified. And so we have to be careful. And that's why I always, I always, I always, I always, even as a prophet, when the Lord tells me to say something to somebody or the Lord tells me to do something, I always be like, okay, you know, Dad, I need, I need some confirmation on this. I need, I need you to make this thing so that it can happen. You know, sometimes I say, okay, now if you want me to tell us, tell that, tell that person that something. May let us get close by each other. You know, because a lot of times I don't want to be the one to get up and move around. Because the moment that you start moving, you know, people are watching. And be like, okay, you want it to happen, Daddy? You got to tell. You got to make it happen. You got to put us in a vicinity where we can talk to each other. You know, where I can be and share. Or I'd be like, oh, you know, because a lot of times it's not easy when the Holy Spirit speaks to you to encourage you to go and to share with somebody. Um, but um, he'll give you a spirit of boldness. So when he makes the opportunity available to you, you'll find yourself just bold. You're just able to just come out and say whatever it is God has given you to say. Um, so, again, with familiar spirits, you have to be careful and be mindful of who is being glorified. Is the ministry spirit drawing attention to himself and his abilities? Are the people becoming spectators and enjoying a show? Is the operation of the word of knowledge bringing the audience to a higher level of faith in God or of faith in the person's ministry? So these are just some uh, quick things to notice you know, to decide if it's, if it's a familiar spirit or if it's actually operating in the spirit of the Holy Ghost, the word of knowledge, because um, who's being glorified? Is it song and dance? Is it a show? Is everybody being entertained? You know, is the person showing off their special gifts and not God's gifts being glorified? The Holy Spirit will never bring glory to an individual. Always glory is being brought to God. Amen. As as ministers of God and servants of the Most High, we got to be willing to step out of our comfort zone, which is hard for many of us. Um, I really see myself as an introvert, and that's a person who really just pretty much stays to themselves. So a lot of times it's hard to step out of um, my comfort zone and do what God has called me to do. Um, believe it or not, <laughs> when the person is learning to minister in this area of the word of knowledge, um, see, when a person is learning to minister in in this area of the word of knowledge, receives a particular revelation from God, he should step out in faith. Step out in faith and speak the word. Speak when God gives it to you. Step out in faith and speak the word. We should be willing to look foolish if we're wrong. We should be, shouldn't be held back by fear of failure. We should learn to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. We should obey God, step out in faith, and let God be glorified in the healing. Amen? Most of all, we want God to get all the glory. Seek no glory for yourself. You receive your blessing by being obedient to the word of God. You get your glory from him. 
Don't seek to get your glory from man. Are there any questions? Thoughts? Anybody want to share? Amen. We're going to move right along. Our next um, gift is the word of wisdom. If someone can read the word of wisdom. The word of wisdom is a supernatural revelation given to the believer. It's God's wisdom to proceed on a course of action based on natural or supernatural knowledge. It reveals God's plan and purpose for our lives and ministry to be done immediately or sometime in the future on how we should minister to a certain need. And that's what I was talking about when I said God will um, ask God for wisdom after he gives you a word of knowledge, after he allows you to, to, to discern um, a particular spirit, you ask God for wisdom on what it is you to do next. Um, a good student always seeks to follow the master teacher. And Jesus is our master teacher. So we have to ask, what is it? Am I, what am I to do next? What is the next step? Um, I don't want to operate out of my own flesh. I don't want to operate out of my own uh, being, my own ideology. I want to know what it is you want me to do. Because again, when we do what it is He wants us to do, He'll be God to be glorified, and we'll be blessed. Amen. The word of wisdom comes in forms: an inner voice through a vision when we are awake, through dreams when we are asleep, uh, through operating in vocal gifts. So sometimes he will speak to you in a voice that you could hear um, with your outer ear. Sometimes he'll speak to us with an inner voice that we hear in our heart. Sometimes he'll speak to us through a vision. You, you're riding on the bus or you're walking down the street. Uh, you're riding in a car and he'll allow you to see a vision or even in a dream. And all the time people, a lot of times people be like, what does this dream mean? Boy, I remember back in the day when I used to play the lottery, uh, when lottery first came out, and it was like we had to, they had a dream book. What did you dream last night? I dreamed about fish. Oh, fish is 777. And folks be playing a lot. They be playing those numbers because of the dream, not knowing that uh, God allowed us to dream and he allowed us to have visions for a reason. So instead of... Uh, going to a dream book to try to figure out what your dream means, why don't you go to the dream maker and ask him what does the dream mean? Because we were going to a book that was created by a man when the dream didn't come from a man. Our dreams come from God. He allows us to dream. He allows us to have vision. So when he gives us dreams and vision, we have to seek him on what it is that they mean or what it is he wants us to do with these particular dreams and visions instead of going to man. Amen? Amen. In healing, the word of wisdom operates closely with the gift of discerning spirit and the word of knowledge. It is a revelation of how to minister to a particular need. Again, I think I said that already. We have to seek God for wisdom on how to. Um, I remember, um, I can recall people saying, well, God, we have children, but they don't come with no manual, so you don't know what to do with them. Well, that's not true. We actually have the word of God 
as our guide, and it gives us some instruction for children. But then there are some things that may occur that you can't find in the Word of God. So guess who you ask? You ask the master teacher. You ask the creator of all things because he's the one that knows everything about every individual. So, Lord, I, I I got this daughter, and I don't know what to do with her. I don't know which way to go. One of the things that I always encourage parents to do um, as parents, I say you, you ask God to give you wisdom to parent your child at the particular age that they are. When my children were small children, I asked for wisdom to, to parent them as small children. When they became teenagers, I said, okay, Lord, I need wisdom on how to parent them as teenagers because they, they're different when they become a teenager and when they're a toddler. You know, those are, that's two different ages, and their, their thought patterns and their ideas and the things that they want to do, it's totally different. When they became young adults, I said, okay, Lord, teach me how to be a parent. Give me wisdom for parenting as young adults. Then when I had a few of them to get married up, okay, Lord, and every time I go back to, I go back to the creator right. because the creator is the one that knows. And if I need some information about an individual, the creator is the one that can give me that information. So teach me how to parent them that I'm married so that I don't be a nagging mother-in-law, so that I don't be the mother-in-law that don't nobody want to be bothered with, oh, here comes the mother-in-law, here she come again. I always want to be the mother-in-law or the grandmother that um, my family loves and they appreciate, so I have to exercise for wisdom, even with my grandchildren. Well, teach me how to be a good grandmother, you know, to my grandchildren so that I can nurture them, so that I can give them wisdom so that I can share with them and encourage them and empower them so that I can help mold them into the wonderful human beings that you have set out for them to be. And so sometimes we have to back up. So in our humanness, we want to do what we want to do, and we know how it's done. Uh, you know, just you get that bill and you get folks in order, you tell us with choice words and get them in order. But is that what God wants us to do? Because, again, remember, we're being a living epistle even for our family. We're being a Bible for our family to read. So if we don't seek God for wisdom, we're going to be a poor Bible. They're going to be like, so you go to church every Sunday, you're doing this for the church, you're doing that for the church, but you're doing also this, this, and this. The same thing that the world is doing. So it's important for us to seek God for wisdom, and he will give us the wisdom. I promise you. He said that if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of the Father who gives it to us liberally, freely he gives it to us. Um, any questions or thoughts before we move on? The word of wisdom is given for protection, instruction, and often reveals how to apply knowledge revealed through the word of knowledge and the discerning of spirit. It may give you insight to minister a certain way. The word of wisdom may instruct you to lay hands on a person, to speak a word, to perform a creative miracle, to cast out a demon. The word of wisdom gives us the wisdom to effectively minister in the gifts of healing. It creates faith to minister boldly. The word of wisdom gives us uh, wisdom to effectively, not infect, but effectively, meaning that we have uh, 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 a change causes a change in that thing to minister in the gift of healing. It creates faith to minister boldly. Wisdom does a lot of things for us. Um, even in my capacity of my employer, 
when I uh, seek God for wisdom on how to deal with things, sometimes I, I get a boldness that, that kind of scares me. A few months ago, we had a little kid that we was having some challenges with and some adults that were not being very um, polite, nice, and and respectful to the child. And, man, I went in my office and I prayed, and God gave me some revelation, and I went bust up in the principal office. <laughs> when I got done, I was like, oh, God, Jesus, please let me keep a job. Don't make <laughs> because I know the boldness that transpired in my conversation. When I began to speak, you know, and when I began to to tell them what was happening and how we were going to manage what was going on, I, I felt the boldness. My heart was being fast, and I felt it, you know, but it was effective, okay? It didn't cause bitterness. It didn't cause strife, and I didn't lose my job, praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Any thoughts before we move on? Amen. Let's go on to the gift of faith. Would someone like to read about the gift of faith? The gift of faith is a supernatural faith for a specific time and purpose. It's a gift of power to accomplish a certain task in whatever situation you are in at that particular time. Supernatural. The gift of faith comes supernaturally and without any effort on the part of the one minister. It isn't the measure of faith given oh. It isn't the measure of faith given to every believer. It isn't the faith that comes by the study of the word of God. It comes supernaturally by the <laughs> by the Holy Spirit when it's needed for a special miracle. Okay. Let me start right there. So when we talk about faith, um faith has a few aspects and um, I just wanted to kind of clarify it because there is faith that's given to every believer, which is general faith or saving faith, and that's found in Ephesians 2 and 8 where it says, uh, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. So that particular faith is a gift to us, but that's not the, the spiritual gift of faith, okay? The spiritual gift of faith is a little bit different from the saving grace. I mean, the saving grace faith that we receive that's given to every believer. Um, The gift of faith is a special gift which is given supernaturally by the Spirit of God, and it's as he wills, okay? So everybody don't just have this. Everybody doesn't have the gift of faith. Everybody has a certain measure of faith, and as believers, it is important for us to grow our faith, and we know we grow our faith through the word of God, it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So that, that's one faith. But the gift of faith is given to us as God wills, as he wants us to have it. Everybody doesn't just automatically have the gift of faith, okay? Um, the gift of faith, like you say, it's supernatural, okay? It, it comes without any effort on the part of the one that's ministering. Okay, God gives it to you, uh, just like any of the other gifts. He gives these gifts to us for us to utilize for a purpose. Uh, sometimes people take uh, and utilize them for selfish gains and, pur- and purposes, which is against the will of God. But as believers, we know 
that we take no credit, we take no nothing for any of these gifts. We know that they come from God, they belong to God, and we're going to use them for the purpose of giving God the glory. Amen? Um, Amen. The gift of faith sometimes given when uh, creative miracles is to be manifested. Some Suddenly, um, the one ministering will see in the spirit the missing part of a body being restored. This is the operation of a spiritual gift of the word of wisdom. For example, it says Peter uh, appears to have been given the gift of faith when he boldly said to the lame man, silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Okay? God gives us these different gifts for the purpose of kingdom building. They're not for selfish purposes. They're not to give ourselves any glory. They're not for gaining anything, fame or popularity with man, but they are simply for the purpose of kingdom building. And as believers, we have to learn it, live it, and then loan it to others. There are people that are waiting for us to walk in these gifts so that they can live. So they're literally dying. Physically, spiritually, they're dying. And they're waiting on us because we're the spiritual doctors that are assigned to bring healing to these people. And if we keep on just learning, 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 we're going to become these spiritually obese people because we know a lot. We got it all in our head. We can learn it all. We got all the notes. We can pull up notebooks full of notes. But we're walking around just like the others spiritually sick. We're walking around like the others, uh, physically sick. We're walking around like the others with, uh, as um, they told Ray in the movie, with, with our skirt hanging, with our slip hanging, because we're not living it, walking in it. We got faith that by his stripes, I'm healed. By his stripes, I am healed. I'm walking and healing daily, not just healing um in my in my physicalness, but I'm walking and healing in my spiritual man. So there are some things that we all have that's hidden, deep secrets that we have held on to that's down in there and it's causing some cancers to, to be developed in our bodies because we're just holding on to them and there's these deep, dark secrets. We gotta release those things and be healed for, from them. We gotta be set free so that we can live. We you know, it's a it's a uh Sad indictment on a doctor that's walking around sick, sicker than any person on the face of the earth, and you're a doctor. You know, um, I remember there was a gentleman that used to work, a friend of, of pastors, and he used to uh, rehab homes. And he'd go around and help fix up everybody's house and do all this construction work. And I went by his house, and his house was like a little shack. That's a sad indictment on the person that repairs homes. And your home looks like a shack. I remember a beautician that was at our old church, and she do both hair, but her hair looked like the cat's been licking on it. That's a sad indictment. Well, the same thing for believers. It's a sad indictment on believers that have learned the word of God, 
and not living the word of God. Not only are we not living it, you know, we're not walking in it. We're not giving it to anybody else. We're walking around selfishly holding on to what we've learned. Um, um, when as pastors been preaching and teaching on the prosperity message, you know, uh, people were, were going hysterical about the prosperity because they're only looking at it from the financial uh, perspective. But the word of God says for us to be prosperous even as our souls prosper, you know. We want us to be prosperous in every area of our lives, you know, and we, we're missing out. We're looking at the world prospering off the principles of God's word and the people of God, we're walking around here suffering. Why? Why can a, pers- a president uh, um, uh, such as, as our president take the principles of God's word, just the principles, giving a tenth of his, his earnings away, and be a billionaire and a fool, and here it is, the people who love God, we love God, right, who love God, seek to do God's will, we walking around here, we can't rub two nickels together. Not only can we not rub two nickels together, we sick as can be. Physically, spiritually, mentally, we all messed up. Why? Because we're not learning it, living it, and loaning it. And when I talk about loaning, it means we have to give it away. God blesses a cheerful giver. When we cheerfully share God's word with other people, he blesses us. When we talk about giving cheerfully, we're not just talking about money. We're not just talking about uh, possessions, but we're talking about freely giving the word of God. And I'm, I, don't always, I don't always say this, that I don't mean go around with the scriptures, you know, because, you know, people don't want you coming with the scriptures because they know the scriptures. But living it, let it be shown. Showing the fruits of the Spirit, kindness and meekness and love and generosity to others. Giving it away freely. Don't smile at people just because you're facing them right now. Smile at them because you really want to smile. And you want to help them to smile. Amen? Amen. Any questions before we close? Amen. Pastor, you have anything you want to share? Yeah, quiet question. Amen. Everybody stay warm this week. It's going to be real cold. You go outside, make sure you cover up and stay warm. Amen. Amen. Let us close with a word of prayer. God, we thank you and we praise you. We pray that something, oh God, has been said that has encouraged our hearts and minds. We pray, oh God, that you would allow this lesson, O oh God, to become a staple in our lives, O oh God, that we not only learn it, but we live it and we want it. In the master's name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. 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 All right, you guys, have a great week. You too. God bless you. Bless you as well. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.